0: Welcome to Rising to the Top Lessons in Leadership, brought to you by Columbia University. This is a podcast where we interview senior industry leaders who share the secrets of their success and reveal pivotal moments that impacted their career paths. Come listen as they shed light on obstacles they overcame, as well as wins they achieved. My name is Nicole Arndt from the Career Design Lab, and I will be your host for today's discussion with Steve Safier
1: approaching situations with an open mind and an open heart and kind of a generous spirit and then there's the mind approach so it's kind of taking intellectual approach and that is what do i need from this situation what does my boss need from the situation if what i need and my boss needs and what the organization needs is all the same then that's nirvana
0: steve safier is a change management turnaround authority and has been a trusted consigliere to boards of directors executive management and employee teams He has experience working as a transformational leader and strategic advisor, having served as a CHRO, COO, business president, and human capital consultant. Director and lecturer in the Master of Science program in human capital management at the Columbia University School of Professional Studies. Steve is a 2022 winner of the Dean's Excellence Award for faculty. Steve began his business career consulting for Hay Group, a role he performed for nearly 20 years. He has demonstrated expertise in hr strategy development organization design leadership development executive coaching talent selection and development performance management compensation and hr team effectiveness with an emphasis on helping organizations develop and execute practical actionable business solutions steve was hired by one of his clients the subway franchisee advertising fund trust to build out the marketing and advertising capability for subway restaurants around the world As Chief Operating Officer, he had accountability for finance, legal, HR, IT, governance, facilities, internal communications, and meetings. Steve returned to consulting for a brief period and then joined Panasonic North America, first as Chief Transformation and Human Resources Officer, and then as President of the Health and Wellness Solutions business. Steve has a PhD in clinical psychology and enjoys speaking to audiences, including HR and other professionals, graduate and college students about implementing business strategy through organization structure, role clarity, and personal and team behavior. All right. So welcome, Steve. We're so fortunate to have you here with us um, and we're excited to talk with you. You have a lot of experience in coaching and working with businesses and and teams to help them succeed. You have expertise then in in managing up. So I'm excited that, that that's what we're going to be talking about and would love to hear from you. What is managing up and why should we do it?
1: When people use the term managing up, I think we might all agree that it refers to how do you interact with the organizational levels above you? So in the vernacular, your boss, but sometimes your boss's boss. How do you interact with people in a way that gets you what the organization needs, what your boss needs and what you need? How do you make that into a successful interaction? And, as you can imagine, you know, as with most of life, there are power relationships so how do we how do we make that successful and fulfill what we need to um to achieve?
0: It's not a new topic right managing up has has always been around. but why is it important for us to talk about now? Why is it important for us to do now?
1: No matter what kind of organization or system we find ourselves in there are always people who have more power and people who have less power and people who have more authority and people who have less authority. That's just the nature of organizations. It's the nature really of any system. It's the nature of groups. It's the nature of families. Some people get to make more calls than others get to make. So it's always been an issue. How do you try to get your point across and get your needs met when you don't get to make all the decisions, and you need to talk to somebody who does. Now, particularly, I think that the nature of power relationships and organizational relationships is changing, so in some senses, it's maybe easier. In some senses, it may be more difficult because the world's gotten a bit more confusing in many ways, I think, and um, particularly in the way organizations work.
0: And I know in one of our previous conversations, we talked about, or you spoke about skip level conversations um, and sideways conversations. So uh, conversations with your boss versus conversations with your peers, if I understood that correctly. Can you explain when these scenarios occur or tell us what that looks like?
1: Yeah, so I started off by giving you an example of a young consultant. But if I went further in my career, whether I was consulting or I was inside an organization, I always had a boss and the boss could have been the person I directly reported to, or the boss could be, as I said earlier, on a project by project basis. Well, either of those people or those roles have bosses themselves. So when we talk about skip level, it could be, uh, the partner in a consulting firm may be reporting to the head of a particular practice or the head of the office whom I have an interaction with as well. So, you know, I'm a clinical, I I was trained as a clinical psychologist. I like to think about, Businesses in family terms—that there's a lot of similarities and a lot of differences—but you can think about your parent and you can think about your grandparents. So your boss is your parent, and his or her boss is your grandparent. You need to deal with those with those people, and I don't mean that—you know—it's the same as in the family. But if you can just picture in your mind the different um, the relationships, and then there are aunts and uncles. So your The partner that you're working for, the boss that you're reporting to, has peers, and those peers have certain expectations. So when we're working, we're always dealing with those multiple levels of people, both vertically. uh, So skip level is not only your boss, but the boss above that. And the sideways is your boss's peers and also your own peers. So let's fast forward. So no longer am I an associate consultant. I'm no longer a senior consultant. I'm no longer even a partner. Now, thankfully, all those happened in my career, but now I'm a CHRO. And as a chief human resources officer, I'm accountable for supporting the organization in leveraging the hearts and minds of the people who work for the organization, right? That essentially is a chief human resources officer job. The hearts and minds of the people in the organization, those people include my boss, who's the CEO. So I report to the CEO. The CEO in turn reports to the board. Now I have a relationship and a responsibility to the board. The board manages the CEO, manages the CHRO and my peers. So say chief marketing officer, chief finance officer, chief legal counsel. The board could call me, the CHRO, to talk about the person who's in between us, my boss. That can get a little dicey. Now that's my responsibility as a CHRO, because as I said, I'm responsible for supporting the organization for all its people, one of whom is my boss. So if the board calls me and says, how do you think the CEO is working out? Or more likely, we have a challenge with the CEO. We need him or her to do something. Can you help us with that? I'm now helping my grandparent Support my parent just to use that organizational i'm helping the board in leveraging the effectiveness of my boss now that could be touchy right because the boss is also my boss so how do so how do we work that out that's that's managing up that's thinking about how do we deal with these different levels of power and these different levels of organization to make things as effective as possible again satisfy the needs of the business that's paramount at the same time being respectful of the participants and helping them feel successful and engaged
0: it's a lot of hearts and minds to be responsible or accountable to um especially when you consider the different levels of seniority and, and you know entry points from from internships as many of our students are and up through the executive level and and the board so i'm curious to hear Um, more about how someone at the, let's say mid-level career, how can they practice effectively managing up?
1: I used the notion of hearts and minds before. I'm going to, I'm going to give you a notion of heart and mind. There's, there's a heart approach and there's a mind approach. Okay. And I think they have to dovetail with each other. And this is what I mean. So first of all, it's very helpful to approach situations like this. I was just talking to somebody today, whom in fact I was coaching, about approaching situations with an open mind and an open heart and kind of a generous spirit. So wanting things to work out is a good place to start as opposed to, you know, I need to get something over on that person. So being open to what's possible and how do we satisfy uh, different people's needs. And then there's the mind approach. It's kind of taking intellectual approach. And that is, What do I need from this situation? What does my boss need from the situation? What does the business need from the situation? If you think about that kind of as a Venn diagram, well, those intersect. Well, that's easy. If what I need and my boss needs and what the organization needs is all the same, Then that's Nirvana.
0: To change directions a little bit and talk about your role here at Columbia as the program director and lecturer in the human capital management program, I would love to know know, from you um, what does human capital management refer to in particular?
1: Human capital management can probably be used interchangeably with HR and human resources. And there's some technical differences and some stylistic differences why people use human capital management because they want to promote the point that people are assets to a company. My perspective is no matter what we call it, it's how we treat people. So basically the way I look at HR or human capital management is, as I said earlier, it's a way to engage the best talent possible to meet an organization's objectives by figuring out what the organization needs. And by organization, I mean for-profit business, not-for-profit, academic institution, hospital, whatever the organization might be. How do we satisfy those objectives by having the right people in place who are doing activities and work and frankly producing outcomes or results in a way that satisfies the needs of the organization and hopefully satisfies their personal needs
0: is there a way to sum up what's most challenging about about you know matching the, the right people with the right roles and and uh, doing the right work with the right organization what would you say is the is the key to that
1: I think the fundamental challenge, and I use that word intentionally, fundamental, because it always sounds more important when you say something's fundamental, right? But I think the fundamental challenge of management is balancing the need to provide structure and direction with the ability to have those people, enable those people to do what they think is important for the businesses and it's important for themselves. So there's a balance. You know, you can't, let's say you have a large organization, but this applies for a small organization as well. But I'll make the example broader. You can't have 80,000 people showing up to work doing what it is that they want to do that day, right? It's just not going to happen. On the other hand, at the other extreme, you can't put 80,000 people in 80,000 boxes and say, you're going to do this and you're going to do that, right? Because that doesn't work. That's called a dictatorship. And even those don't work, right? So what's that balance how do you provide enough structure for people and at the same time give them i'll use this word the empowerment or the latitude to be able to kind of take appropriate risks to make suggestions to even to use our example from before to manage up in a way they think is useful how do you balance that you know how how if let's say nicole you work for me right we have something that's due to our boss right how do i say hey nicole we gotta get this done, and by the way, I think it ought to look like this, but balance with one, well, no, no, you have some suggestions, and you might have a different way of approaching it and By the way, maybe you have a need to go um you know attend an event um two days before the deliverables is due. How do we manage all that across the organization? So that, and if I think about it, the reason I think it's fundamental, and you can hear me, I can go long on this and, and speak quickly, but, because um, I'm excited about it. It's related to what we all struggle with as individuals. So as people, right? If you look at a baby, right? You look at a two-year-old or a three-year-old toddler, right? They want to do whatever it is they want to do, right? They want to run into the street. They want to throw mud. They want to do, as one of my granddaughters did recently, throw pasta on the floor for a daycare center. We got a note home. My kid's got a note home that she got threw pasta on the floor, right? But she wants to do that, right? But over time, we've got to socialize kids. we got to socialize ourselves. And as adults, we have to balance, you know, I might want to spend today, you know, on a beach in Florida, but no, you know, I, I have responsibility. So how do you balance the pull to do what sure we'd like to do with what we need to do and that's true on an organizational level how do you get the people in who can do what we need them to do well, it sounds draconian, but it's true. We need people to do something for the organization. And at the same time, give them the freedom and the empowerment to do what they want to do and what they think is best in the organization. So that that balance and that challenge, that dynamic, I think, is back to that word, the fundamental challenge of management, the fundamental challenge of growing up, the fundamental challenge of getting along with people. That's That's what I think it's all about.
0: So last question for you. What advice do you have for students to make the most of their time at Columbia?
1: Oh um, first of all, know that you're going to put in time so we tell students this who apply to the human capital management program and, and upon orientation all through you need to take the time you do the readings you know, spend time in assignments life life is busy, but you really need to invest time to get the most out of the program. That's number one number two. This is Columbia. You have wonderful resources in terms of student life, in terms of our library, in terms of events that we run. So to the extent that you can fit into your life, take the opportunity of what we offer as Columbia. And then third, and you know, equally important, and sometimes more important, leverage the relationships that you can form, relationships with your classmates, with alumni, with faculty, build your network, ask questions, make connections, be there for people when they need something for you. So I'd say, you know, take the time to learn, take the time to um, leverage the resources, and take the time to form relationships with people. And by the way, that last one is tough for some people. So I have students who say, you know, I'm shy. It's, It's hard for me to network. So, you know, I encourage them reach out to a couple of people, start small. If you start to do the multiplication, if you meet two people and they introduce you to two other people and they introduce you to two other people, fairly soon you have a pretty large network and you get better at it. You know, we had a student dinner the other night. Um, uh, we, we all went out to a restaurant. Uh, student Life had given us some funding to do this and we invited some consultants from a global firm and their client. And we had a panel to talk about relationships and um, and consulting and how that works and at the end we went out to a restaurant and two of the students said gee i'd love to meet these consultants but i'm kind of shy so You know, at the restaurant, did a little coaching. Well, you know, what's the worst that could happen? And by the way, you're in a restaurant and just think of a question. And and sure enough, they were there. And I even took a photo of them uh, from a distance and sent it to them and said, yeah, you've done good because there you are talking to the consultancy, very relaxed and very connected. And they agreed to talk afterwards. So it's taken that first step with a little bit of support. And that's what we try to do for the students.
0: I think that's great advice. And they're fortunate to have you there as a, a coach. Um... And I know you've always been an excellent partner of the Career Design Lab too. Very collaborative. The time, we we need to do another session with you probably on time management. You always seem to have time, uh, time to talk. And it's it's so appreciated.
1: The CDL exists to help Promote students' careers. We on faculty exist to help promote students' careers. We have overlapping and different types of expertise. So our partnership is terrific. You know, it's, it's a pleasure to be able to collaborate with the CDL because we're all in this together to help students advance. And when students come back to us and say, hey, I did better in my job or I got promoted or, I, you know, I did a better interview, we all feel great. This is kind of a, a nice world to play in.
0: Thanks so much for being here with us today. And it was a pleasure speaking with you. I hope we can do it again soon. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Rising to the Top, Lessons in Leadership. For more episodes, subscribe on Spotify, SoundCloud, or Apple Podcasts. To get more information and tips on how you can advance your career, visit Columbia University's Career Design Lab at careerdesignlab.sbs.columbia.edu.